Hey guys, welcome to my podcast, Conversations with Carrie Triple. In this podcast, we're going to just hang out together. We're going to talk about life, spirituality, philosophy. I'll share some personal experiences with you. It'll just be a really cool place to chill, get comfortable, and talk deeper topics of life. Don't worry, it won't always be serious. We're going to throw in some fun as well so we can be uplifting and laugh together because laughter is one of my favorite things. If you like this podcast, make sure that you subscribe and share it. And without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Hey guys, this is my second episode. Welcome. I am really happy to be here and to do some more podcasting with you. I currently am sitting here. It is almost 11 o'clock at night on a Wednesday evening and I'm drinking a little bit of a tincture. This tincture helps soothe the stomach. I picked out on popcorn and hazelnut cookies. (laughs) From Trader Joe's that my one of my best friends brought over. I had this moon gathering at my house last night. I do uh, full moon and um, new moon get-togethers with my girlfriends and we do manifestations and intention settings and something I've been doing for years and years. Anyways, we bring snacks. I picked out tonight, currently paying for it. However, I'm starting to feel better because of my tincture. And I guess I just wanted to start out by introducing myself on this podcast for people who don't know me, or even people who do but don't really know much about some of my past and my history. Uh, The reason why I'm doing this podcast is because I have been developing my spirituality for so many years since I was in my, actually since I was young, when I was in elementary school, um, started to get more logical terminology to explain it when I was about 14 and 15 and since then I've just been traveling around and living in different cities and um, up until the last about 10-15 years I've settled in the Twin Cities Minnesota area which is close enough to my hometown in northern Wisconsin and um, yeah I just wanted to come on here create a podcast share some of my my intellectual, spiritual pursuits, some wisdom I've gained over the years, and also talk about life, other topics, not just spirituality, but life in general, advice I've given friends, and also just talking about some of my favorite beauty products, because I also do beauty blogging on Instagram. It's just at Carrie Tribble for that. So currently, I am 35. I'll be 36 in August. I feel ageless. I don't feel like I'm really defined by an age at this point. Whereas when I was younger, I used to feel like I, I was, it was so funny. Like, Oh, I'm 10. Oh, I can't wait to be 11. And all that anxiousness leading up to your twenties. And then when you get to the mid to late twenties and it's like age changes, it's not so much of a rush to get to the next year. But on the other hand, I'm also not, you know, I'm not afraid to age either. I embrace every year as it comes and uh, I feel pretty good about it. So I'm going to start out by just talking a little bit about my background. I am the baby of a very large family. I have four brothers and three sisters. Another interesting fact is that my dad is Native American and that makes me a tribal member of a tribe in northern Wisconsin called Lakutere, which means tribe or band of the little ears. <laughs> I actually do have little ears, so that is true. Uh, but also very 
diminishing. So it's not exactly something we're proud of to be called because it just goes hand in hand with just uh, the remembrance of how we were perceived and trampled over back then. But my great, great, great grandfather, my paternal grandmother's side was a chief, which is pretty cool. His name was Ah Kwenzi, and he and my grandmother look very similar, very small framed, intense, internally intense, you know, quiet. You could tell they were really quiet internal thinkers, but very loving. You can see it in their eyes. I am also small framed and quiet at times, but then also have a little bit of a wild side to me, which I blame my mom. (laughs) But uh, yeah, another really cool fact about my dad is that he and my uncle and actually my grandma too, and her husband, Jim, they were all a part of the American Indian movement. And my father and my uncle won a really, really intense and important case for treaty rights and it's in the constitution now called the Voigt decision. They were rectifying a treaty right violation that was occurring at the time regarding hunting and fishing rights for our tribe in northern Wisconsin and after that victory it sent a shockwave of other movements that took place for treaty rights and um, it's something that is still acknowledged to this day. They've done a lot of interviews and they continue to speak about it whenever they can. My father is currently 79, so he's up there in age, but he's still very much young in his mind and very much passionate still about his story when he has time to talk about it. And I would love to have him on this podcast talking about that at some point, so stay tuned for that. And then on my mom's side, she comes from like an Amish, <laughs> Amish Mennonite upbringing. So it's literally like pilgrims and Indians that bore me into this world. So uh, my mom was raised Mennonite and then she left the church when she was in her um, late teens. And, and my grandparents continued to be Mennonite along with a lot of her siblings. And, you know, my grandparents were very loving towards us. They often brought us to church with them. My grandfather was a pastor. The most that I remember from from him, luckily my grandmother is still with us. She's the only remaining grandparent I have left and she's in her 90s and she's so beautiful and sweet and still very much with it. Still makes her amazing food for us. My grandfather, he was very active. They both were. They were very active in helping people and they fostered children. They just would bend over backwards to make sure people had what they needed and were okay. I mean, it was so, they were so impactful that when my grandfather passed away, we had to have a funeral for three days for all the people to come see him. So on both sides of my family, I feel very grateful that I come from a very strong, loving, rooted philosophy, you know, And despite the differences in beliefs and cultures, I was raised with a lot of love and community in mind and a lot of tinctures and herbs and like the tincture that I'm drinking that I was talking about this evening is something I've been drinking since I was little. And it's actually made by um, an Amish family in Indiana. And yeah, so I'm really grateful that I grew up drinking 
drinking tinctures and getting familiar with nature's medicine in that way. And yes, I also grew up around horse and buggies and going to homes where there were kerosene lamps, no electricity, and it's it's very interesting. Amish people live a very interesting life. Yeah, my dad is, he's pretty eclectic with his beliefs. There was a lot of uh, forced beliefs into Catholicism and Christianity. When he was growing up, he had to go to a Catholic school, boarding school. Uh, my grandmother and my great-grandmother as well, where they couldn't speak their language and or they would get hit if they did. Um, my dad talks a lot about, you know, being really poor growing up and even picking acorns to get change to get food and just how how intense it was back then growing up. But I'm really proud. I'm really proud of my heritage from both sides. There's a lot of very interesting experiences that I got to to have and continue to have being connected to such a different, you know, upbringing and reality on both sides of the family. And I was never really forced to to be anything spiritually. My parents were very open to us and allowed us to explore the world and think about what it is that we wanted to believe and I'm I'm really grateful that they that they did that. And so I've dabbled in a lot of different beliefs and religions and I'm pretty much an eclectic person myself. I welcome all beliefs and that's something you'll get from my channel as I, you know, even whatever I express, it's not limiting. It's not you know, I ask um, when you listen to it, to listen with an open heart and take what works for you, translate it into whatever language or perspective that works for you and leave behind what doesn't because that's important is to always connect with what feels right to you. So there's a little bit of my background with my parents and my culture and I can honestly tell you that I think my Native American beliefs definitely fueled a lot of what brought me to where I am today in terms of my beliefs and just the fact that I'm so connected to nature and I feel inherently uh, sensitive to it. And on the other hand, my mom, she's always been very intuitive herself. She has this ability to see through and see people and their thinking and their habits and kind of predict behavior based on that. And she also gets feelings or she, her intuition triggers a warning or, or even just a feeling, not always a bad thing that she, she senses. And so she's, I got, I definitely got something from her too, from her side. Growing up, I was very shy. I remember kids telling me that I was the shy girl in school. I had very long hair. My hair would grow and grow and grow. It still would. I'm going to let it grow out again. But it was like past my butt. <laughs> so I, yeah, always grew really, really long hair until I was in middle school. When I was in like seventh, eighth grade was the first time I really cut my hair and had it shorter, probably to the lower part of my back. And then eventually cut it all the way up to like a short bob which was crazy short for me. But at that young age, I would spend a lot of time outside and I always felt the trees and the animals and I would always try to save the animals if they got hurt and I noticed they were hurting. 
I would always try to take care of them. I had a little like place in the back of our garage where I would bury the ones that didn't survive. And, you know, I would go and I would touch trees and lay in the grass and feel everything. And that just was something I was so naturally attuned to. And I really believe that that nurtured my ability to connect to my own intuition and to connect to the language of all life and creation, which is what we're made of. And when you connect to your intuition, you you in turn can connect to everything that's around you. And it's a very beautiful process. It can be very intense because your empathy develops at that point and then you start feeling everything that you sense around you. So you can feel your pets, you can feel the trees, the plants, the birds, the sky, the wind. It all translates into communication at that point. But it's good. It may be hard at times, but this is a gift and it's good and it's how we're going to make this earth a better place. When you develop that intuition and that empathy, when you start communicating in that way. So at that young age, I started to communicate and connect And then when I was about 14, 15, my brother met and dated this wonderful girl who's still my sister to this day. She, her name's Rachel. She was my first spiritual teacher and she gave me an intuitive reading when I was, yeah, about 14 or 15. And it just changed my life. She was able to help me identify what I was experiencing and help me put words to it. And since then I've developed my craft and nurtured my knowledge for, you know, years, 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 years. Um, But I did my first sweat lodge and explored more of my Native American spiritual beliefs and my culture. And I've, yeah, I've connected to that a bit and started to learn more of metaphysical things at that point. It was the dawn of the secret and intentions and manifestation and some couple great movies came out. I'm actually getting a little ahead of myself because that came out a little bit later. So after my high school years, I went and I lived in Phoenix, Arizona. And that's where I continued to explore tarot readings. In fact, I received my first deck from my friend Tara. She was a childhood friend. And I just started to do them. I don't even, I didn't even study. I just picked them up and I just went with it. <laughs> and then I developed my process over time, how I did it. And from Phoenix, where I felt like I was really emerging into my spiritual knowingness, I went from Phoenix back to Wisconsin, where I'm originally from. And I started to share some of my knowledge and experiences with my friends who were looking at me like I was nuts. So. <laughs> So I left from there. I went to Florida, stayed with my mom and my grandmother at the time. After my grandfather passed, I went down there for a little while to support her. And, you know, I it was so beautiful living next to or near the ocean. And I loved feeling the energy of that, of that beautiful presence that the ocean brings that, oh, it's just so powerful. So from there, I started to develop even more strongly my abilities. And I'm going to go into further detail because there's a, there's a really cool story about proof and signs and when you, know, when you start the awakening process, what that looks like for a lot of us. 
and I have some cool stories about dreams and meeting people who shared similar dreams with me and it's just it's a it's a cool story so I'll be sure to tell that one in the future near future but in Florida I, I learned a lot more um I graduated a lot in terms of your spiritual evolution and awareness and yeah I I knew that I had to do this and I knew that I was gonna someday be a teacher for people and and that's something that really was revealed to me at that time. I went from Phoenix to Los Angeles at that point and worked there doing intuitive readings out of a metaphysical bookstore. And uh, I lived in Calabasas and I worked out of um, Woodland Hills. I'm trying to remember the name, but it was a really cool store. And at that point, that was, that was, that was amazing. That's when I met a lot of people and a lot of other, um, you know, intuitives and it just blossomed my mind. I was also in close proximity to so many books that were being written and coming out. And I learned a lot from that experience. And then from there, I went and moved back to the Twin Cities or moved over in this area, I should say, and just continued to do readings for people and um, continue to connect with my spiritual guides and learn how to bring in information that would be helpful for my readings, but also to be able to teach someday. And so that's what I'm going to use this podcast for. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, I am also a business owner. I have a business called Avari Beauty, which is a salon. I do eyelash extensions, microblading, lash lifts, tinting, things like that, facial waxing. I am currently training people in lashing. I am expanding the business into other locations. I have my own um, lash brand that I'm going to be rolling out soon. And yeah, it's, it's awesome. I love what I do. I am a mother and that is by, by far the most amazing, powerful, challenging, just enlightening experience that I've ever gone through. My my child, it's, his name is Avon, and he's currently seven, and he is so sweet. He is just the sweetest little boy and spirit, but yet also very, very smart, and he loves to make you laugh, and he's he just he's just a bundle of joy, but he's definitely very sensitive and very empathic already and very much learning how to handle that because it takes a little while, you know, especially when you're little, trying to understand everything that you're experiencing and feeling when you're when you're very dialed in like that. But yeah, I'm a creative, of course, a lot of us are. Um, so I've I've done I've dabbled in a lot of things. It started first and foremost with writing writing poetry to writing a little bit of philosophies in my notes and then it turned into music. I've always sung. I still enjoy singing from time to time, but my my biggest passion really is is writing and how cathartic that can be for me, even though I don't do it as much as I used to. Another fun fact, I have always had cats around me. <laughs> like, like it's kind of weird, but growing up, always had cats from 
the minute I just I remember like acknowledging the world around me, I've always always had cats, and it's just something my mom has kept around me, and I think subconsciously she she always knew why. But um, I have two currently right now, and they are uh, hilarious and just so sweet and loving and protective and. Yeah, I I love them. I probably will always have. I don't know my. I don't know what life looks like without cats. <laughs> so it's probably gonna be in my reality for this lifetime to always have them. But yeah, they're they're really magical creatures. I also love dogs. I do plan to have a dog in the future when my life slows down a bit. But I do love dogs too. All right, that's it. You guys, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a snap of who I am. You'll get to know me more, too, as I communicate things and tell you more about myself. Um, but I hope you enjoyed, you know, getting a little bit of a background of this. And I'll try to get even more vulnerable with you over time. This is something that's a little hard for me, uh, but something that I want to overcome and and share more of. So we'll, we'll get stripped down and dirty a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding sort of. <laughs> All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in and for listening to this podcast. Um, let me know a little bit about you too. Give me some of your deets down in a comment or hit me up on Instagram about Carrie Tribble. And I'm also on Facebook under the same name, of course. Um, but yeah. All right, you guys, make sure you subscribe and stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk about something cool. I've got ideas. <laughs> okay. See you later. Bye.